Hey icons, it's Jen Spiegel, mama four, serial entrepreneur, and your business and lifestyle BFF. I'm here to build a community of like-minded women who are willing to dust themselves off time and time again. We stand tall and brave and courageous in our journeys, and we really become focused and committed to showing and shining a light on our God-given gifts. Let's be iconic together. Welcome to today's podcast. I have an extremely special heart-centered guest for you. We have been friends forever, and her name is Atlantis. <laughs> we have kind of walked through life, haven't we? I am so excited to share her with you. She is the ambassador for Chatter's Hair Salon. She's an international artist for Redkin. She's a styling ambassador for Redkin. She's a celebrity stylist. You'll see her on TV, like the Marilyn Dennis Show and CHCH. And I think even more importantly to her, she is a mom of three, two of which were in my wedding party, my flower girl, my ring bearer. And <laughs> That's so true. It's true, isn't it? I love them all. I love Cindy. I am so excited to share her with you. We're going to talk about her story today. And we're also going to talk a little bit about styling. I think that's important. I didn't bring that up to you, but I think a lot of the listeners would love to hear some top tips. So go and find her right away over on the Instagram. And she does the most incredible hair tutorials, friends. So go check her out, go follow her, give her some love. So welcome to the Becoming Iconic podcast, my friend. Yay, thank you for having me. Are you kidding me? This is such an honor, Jen. Oh, I'm so happy. You are one of my favorite people. And you know, we've become fast friends again and later on in life, we lost touch a little bit there through breakups and boys. But (laughs) (laughs) it's true, right? (laughs) But here we are and I just want this amazing community to really know who you are at the center because it is a beautiful story and you are just a gift and I want them to hear all about you. So I'm just going to pass it right over to you. And if you could let them in on who you are and give them a high level glance of your story, that would be amazing. Aw, thanks, Jen. I mean, I feel like I'm starting off already with like a tear in my eye with that intro. (laughs) (laughs) We can't start the crying yet. (laughs) Not yet, not yet. (laughs) No, no, no. I mean, that's amazing. My story has been definitely one that comes a long way, which I think a lot of other people can really relate with. I feel like it's definitely had a lot of chapters. That is 100% true. And I know that you had brought up that we were friends a long time ago and kind of just lost touch and not for any reason except for just life. I mean, we both got busy. Well, I know I went through the breakup first and then you kind of lose connection with everybody during that time. Mm -hmm. But I think the both of us had so much different growth during that time. So coming back together, this full circle has been just amazing. So I think that's where my story begins is a long time ago when we first started talking and becoming friends. I was a young mom. I mean, I had my son at 18. So that definitely changed my path for education um, just because it was really hard to finish school in that scenario. So right off the get-go, I had to learn how to have a job just to have a job. To be able to bring food onto the table, making sure that you have an income because you're trying to support your small family was a huge learning lesson that I learned at like a pretty young age because yeah, I didn't get to go into college right away or anything like that because I was a mom when he was about, I think it was a year old that we could see that there was significant delay in his motor skills, that we knew that there was an issue that was going on as well, was definitely a huge thing on my life in the beginning. So just kind of balancing it, trying to figure out how to have a job to support a family and then a child that could possibly have a disability of some sort was definitely a big thing. 
<laughs> to like to work through. And I mean, I had Kayla not too long after him as well because they're like 21 months apart. So I think that for the first little beginning of my adulthood, it was definitely, um, it came on with like fast and fury. It was like the survival of the fittest. I mean, I went through many jobs. I mean, I think the first job I worked with you was at like Jack Astor's. <laughs> That was great. I mean, some of the best times were there and that's where we met. And then like moving forward, I realized pretty early on between all the positions I worked at an airline, I worked in a scaffolding company and all these different things, I realized that I wasn't really doing what I wanted to do. And I knew that because every Sunday before Monday, I had anxiety and the anxiety was awful. And I just knew I wasn't following what I needed to do. Even though the job that I had at the time, I was completely stable with, I just you know, when you, there's something in your gut that's just telling you that it isn't right. So my first experience was going into a hair salon and the salon that I walked into to get my hair done had just such a great atmosphere. There was music playing. Everybody was like just happy, jumping, talking, all this kind of stuff. And at that moment, that's when I realized I wanted to get into hair. Now, if I backed up on that for a little bit, this wasn't like just out of the blue. I was always that girl in school that did everybody's hair. Like at a young age, I cut all my Barbie's hair. I used to braid all their hair. I practiced on my little sisters and then getting into high school, I was that girl that you would go over to her house to help get ready to go out. <laughs> I would yes, do like you your were. makeup. Yes, right. I would do your makeup. I would do your hair. I would all that kind of stuff. So it really helped me along. And then on top of that, out of school, I started to do everybody's wedding hair, and then their friends of friends, and then their friends of friends, and I would just do that. And then I would be called to do. Um, you know, just photo shoots and helping with um, magazine shoots and just being that person on the side to style hair as well. So I did this in the background of my life while having a job for so long until I was ready and I realized I needed to stop that anxiety that I was getting on the Sunday. And after experiencing that salon, I was like, this is what I needed to do. And that's my biggest change I did and made the switch into hair. And it's almost like recognizing your gifts because you're absolutely right. You always, like every time we do anything, you had your hair done, your makeup done, you always look like a bag of money. I was like, who is this girl? I think that was my initial, to be honest with you, initial attraction to you because you just look so put together as a teenager. And that was to me very attractive. And I remember always having like hair envy. You would do it with such ease. You just pull together a braid like it was no big deal. And I'm still learning how to braid. (laughs) And uh, I just love this story of you coming into those gifts that you were given and, you know, hearing those whispers and then just meeting the proper experience. So you just came across this salon where you felt like you were at home. Is that what it felt like? Oh, totally. I just knew that I had been debating in my head for a while. I'm like, why am I supposed to work for a good chunk of my life and feel like I'm getting anxiety every Sunday to go to work, to make money? Like it just didn't make sense. So as soon as I walked into the salon and I saw that atmosphere and I was like, this could be my job. Like, this is crazy. This is exactly what I need to be doing. That was the first salon I walked into that way because I had never went to salons. I have to tell you, I used to cut my own hair and everything. So, I mean, this was a big deal to me. So when I walked in, I went back and asked if I could speak to the owner to see if I could start an apprentice. And at first, he didn't even want to come and talk to me. 
I remember I brought all the pictures of weddings that I've done in the past with me just so I could have like a a portfolio. And towards the end, I remember if I'm just really loud and laughing with everybody, I'll get his attention. And that's exactly what happened. So then he came (laughs) over (laughs) and he looked at all my stuff and he was like, yeah, let's get you going. So that was kind of what I did. I mean, I took a big pay cut to leave a job to basically go back to school and apprentice at the same time. But I mean... I couldn't imagine not doing that now, you know? Yeah, because you're in the right place. You know, you just know those people that found their path and they're on the right path. And not to say there's not going to be different spokes to your wheel, but I would definitely say you found your hub. Like this is exactly what you were meant to do. You also style my hair. And every time I'm just like, wow, you just, you you are, you're a wow. And you, that addictive laugh, I love your laugh. It's one of my favorite laughs in the whole wide world. So I can just imagine, you know, them experiencing you and your fullness and not, how could he even say no? I'm so grateful he said yes, because it it brought you to (laughs) (laughs) me too. Me too. Well, with doing that and like, you know, following my gut and just going for it and getting that first door open, it didn't mean it all came super easy. I'll be honest with you, because the fact that I was starting at 30, which a lot of people don't realize I started that late with getting into hair, that I had, oh man, those voices that came into my head were awful. And I'm pretty sure everybody's experienced this where you're like, there was this little voice in my head saying, you're too old to start this now. You're going back to school with girls just straight out of high school. Like, what are you thinking? This is like yours starting too late, yada, yada, yada. Like (laughs) it took everything in my power to just let those go and not hit my confidence in the way of like feeling like the older person starting. Like, what am I thinking right now? Starting this so late. This, this is like, I've just taken a huge pay cut. I'm trying to support um, my family. I can't believe I'm doing this, you know? And my mom said the best thing to me at the time. She goes, you know, Cindy, I don't think you can afford not to do this. Mm. So I did it. I trusted my gut until I changed my thought process is when I realized how I could really fly with this. So yeah, of course, I walk into this room and it's like all these students that are straight out of high school. And there was two things. I'm like, either I can let this hurt me and not succeed and think that already I'm like the older person coming in and oh my gosh, who do I think I am? Or I say, forget it. These guys don't realize what it's like to have a job just to have a job. Mm -hmm. So when you can make that switch to follow something that you're actually interested in and you have the confidence behind it, it doesn't matter that part. It's your mindset. So that's where I learned to really switch that switch, like stop those voices. And that was in the beginning of how that all started to begin. And I mean, those are those common demons that we all have throughout our careers. But that was a big one. And once I turned my mindset, that's when everything started to change. This was beautiful because we all have those gremlins. And I think the difference between someone who's highly successful and in alignment with themselves are the people who learn how to quiet those voices. I don't think they ever go away, but I think we learn to quiet them and not pay as much attention. And then you have this other side of these people who are totally crippled by their gremlin. And my heart aches for them because like you have these beautiful gifts, like we need you, we need your light to shine, but it really can be loud. And I'm so grateful. It resonates with me, you know, even now doing what I'm doing and making a pivot, I had this same voice. Like you're, you know, you're, you're too old for this. Like just be happy where you are. And then there's that switch and that confidence to be able to say, no, you're so young. You have so much life left to give. Let's pivot. Let's do something fun and exciting and see where it goes. And I think there's some sort of maturity through that too, that we have been through some things. So we've, we have these lessons and this leadership in us in order to give to those people who may not have it just yet. So I love that. That's a beautiful part of your story. 
Well, I think it's just recognizing that we all have that scenario. Like that happens with us all. Like I know that I idolize some amazing people and I look up to them and I'm like, how do they do it? And then you realize that we all go through our same struggles. We just got to like fight through it. My biggest thing, and this is what I always remind myself is I have nothing to lose really at the end of the day. And the more that I talk and share my story, you'll see that I can restart. No problem. Like restarting to me, it's tough, but I can like restart. And the thing is when you've been brought down to like a brand new starting place again, you realize that it's all your mindset. I have nothing to lose except everything to gain. And there's nothing that I want to do or nothing that I would regret more than to look back in 10 years to be like, why didn't I start that? Or why didn't I trust my gut? Or why didn't I do that? I'd rather look back and go, holy, that was a hot mess, but that was awesome. And look at what I learned. And now I don't have any regrets of not doing it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, preach. This is good. This is so good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just, I wonder how many, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no. I'm just laughing because it's like, oh, get me going, girl. You have no idea. But it's so good because I just think of how many people are just in the mundane and worried about restarting. And you just mentioned, you know, it's all in a mindset and that curiosity and seeking out things and realizing like, oh, if it doesn't work, I mean, like you said, you just restart and you learn the lesson and you apply it to the next thing. I think this is really great messaging for people who are on the fence about trying something new or just adding on to their plate. I think a lot of times too, people think, oh, if I want to make a pivot, I've got to totally give up everything in order to do this thing where it's like, no, why don't you just layer it? And why don't you give it a try? in the meantime. Yeah, exactly. And I'll definitely get into that for sure of how to layer in different positions. But I 100% agree. When your gut is telling you you're suffering from anxiety, you can't sleep. There was a couple times in my life, there's those pinpoints of those spots where the universe literally had me in a full Nelson (laughs) and was like (laughs) dropping me down saying like, wake up. What are you so scared of? Do you like living in this space of having anxiety and not having fulfillment and like wondering like every day just felt like the same. The way that you get out of that is stop thinking that way. People Mm -hmm. complain about, I'm always doing the same thing over and over. It's very bland. Like my life is meh. It's because your mindset is there. You have to step out of that to be able to make your changes. They might not go the way that you want right off the bat, but this is another lesson that I learned right away is that the universe isn't always going to give you what you want, but it's going to give you what you need. And you just Mm -hmm. have to trust that process. So true. So Mm -hmm. good. It's so true. I find it's like an openness, right? When you get into your zone and you're listening to those whispers, you're following this path that you feel kind of drawn to, it's then the openness, try not to control everything. And I sense that's what happened with you is you just were open to experience an opportunity and that led into the next thing. So let's talk about those layers. What happened for you? You went to this beautiful salon. It was a lot of fun. I remember watching you when you were there. And where did that lead? What happened? What's the next layer? This is why I say, trust your gut. So I knew that hair is where I wanted to go now. So I went full on. And like I said, I had those moments of being like worried and I just fought through them. And not only did I fight through them, I was like, you know what these guys don't have is the confidence just to give it a go. Like you have no idea when you're not doing what you really enjoy. It is so different when you actually really do enjoy. So when I started into hair, I didn't know this, but I found out after that 
there's so many cool things that you can do with it. You can enter these contests called like Contessa, which is basically the Oscars for hairstylists in Canada. You can do the Mirror Image Awards, which is another really great award show as well. And basically, you're a creative person and you want to do something than just working behind the chair. You can do photo shoots. And with those photo shoots, you can enter it into these contests. And then they have every year a massive like award show. So that's what I started doing. I was like, I wanted to give it a go. I mean, I've nothing to lose. What's the worst thing I do is I put in pictures, they don't get accepted and it's other pictures to put into my portfolio. I really learned how to switch off that mindset and just go with it. So that's what I started doing. I really was like, okay, I might be starting later in life, but man, I have a lot of gas in this. So I just Mm -hmm. went full steam ahead because I had nothing to lose. So I really, really drove. And right from there, I got picked up from uh, two other really great hairstylists that I really admired. And they started their own salon and asked if I could join them. And I did. So I went along with them. I still remember this one time at the sink basin washing my clients and I was standing beside one of the salon owners and we were both washing our clients and on the TV screens that they played in the salon was these looping videos of Australian Fashion Week and those hairstylists were Riken artists as well. I was like, wow, that's really cool that they get to do that. And I looked at George, his name is, and I looked over at him and I was like, how can we do that? And he's like, oh, that's crazy. That's like, you need to get an agent to be able to do Fashion Week and that kind of stuff. I'm like, really? That's my dream. And I'm not even kidding. Just talking about it, putting it into the universe. About a month later, he had won the Contessa Award in Canada for an amazing photo shoot he did. And Redkin just signed on to take over Toronto Fashion Week. They asked if he would lead the team. I remember him calling me up going, you won't believe what just happened. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's that's incredible. Are you kidding? That's so amazing. And he goes, well, they let me know that with leading the team, I'm going to need a right-hand person. And that person needs to be able to draw. And that person needs to be strong at doing up styles and coaching and teaching other stylists. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's so cool. And he goes, well, I'm thinking I want that person to be you. And I almost like dropped my phone (laughs) because I was like, what? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so the two of us kind of blindly went into that position, started to do Toronto Fashion Week. And it was literally a dream. We talk about pinpoints in our life. That was a big one for me. Absolutely. It definitely pushed me out of the comfort zone. I think it pushed the both of us because we didn't really know what we were doing, but we just went with it. And because the two of us were really confident in what we did and confident in each other, we just had each other's backs to kind of lean on. But I mean, completely different life. Like it's definitely different from being behind the chair and uh, meeting all the designers, trying to put their vision to life. I spent so many all-nighters. I used to draw all the lookbooks for Toronto Fashion Week. And those were the books that we gave to all the stylists. So they knew the hairstyles that we were doing for each show. Oh my gosh. I had no idea you did all that. And no better person to do all that because you're, you're excellent at art and well, you're excellent at all you do. That's just the truth, but that is the coolest story. And uh, I know it was like that catalyst for you too. Like that was just the beginning as well. But what I keep hearing is like, you just kept going out on the skinny branch. You weren't afraid to just try something new and, oh, it just, it's like making my heart beat because I think of how many times I've second guessed myself and missed on missed opportunities or 
talk myself out of something versus just going out there, like letting my wings spread. If you know, it didn't work, it didn't work, but maybe it would. And look what happened because you were willing to take risk. Yeah, exactly. And I think the biggest thing for me is this, because I got pregnant young and I had a family young, I'm not going to lie. That was a huge struggle, a huge struggle. And I had a lot of obstacles. I had a lot of people telling me, even if they were friends, even if they were family, even if they weren't, I had a lot of people tell me that I've just made my life a lot more difficult or success and however you see it isn't going to be what you think it's going to be. It's going to be like, you are always going to struggle in your life. Like my path that I chose going down that road was going to be very difficult and I wasn't going to succeed in being successful of whatever your idea is successful is. Mine was definitely, I wanted to do well in whatever I did. To have people tell me that that wasn't going to happen was very hard to hear. And I believed it. So like I said, I just kept getting jobs to getting jobs to be able to support my family. I never knew that there was the possibility of being able to follow what my path would be or what my talent could be. I honestly thought that I gave that up, but there was still that little spark in me to say, that's okay. That's what everybody says. What's going to happen to you? But that doesn't mean that that's what's going to happen to you. I really tried to stick with that spark and really follow my gut because my gut just kept telling me like, this isn't it for you. Just because this happened doesn't mean that everybody's telling you your life is over, basically, isn't what it's going to be. So I've taken that route a long time because it took me a long time to get into hair. And when I finally did, like I said, it was like full steam ahead. I was like, what can you give me or what opportunities are there? I'll do it. (laughs) And yeah, like the whole part about, I should actually reverse back on like, what can you give me was never the scenario. And I see that a lot with uh, talking with other people now. They work hard and they sit back and they wait for somebody to bring something to them. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, no, no. Like work hard and just do it. That's when you get the recognition that you need and people will come to you. Or if it's not coming to you the way that you want it to, no one is going to bring anything to you. You have to go to them. And that's when I said, I followed these two guys that were starting up a hair salon that I thought that would be amazing. That's when he was like, I want to give you this opportunity to do fashion week with me. And I didn't know how long that was going to last, but I was like, yeah, let's do it. That meant I'm going to stay up all night and draw pictures of like hairstyles and everything. That's fine. Did I wear myself thin with having two kids? Absolutely. In fact, at this time I had three. There was some pretty brutal times that I was like, I had Grayson with me while we were in the salon trying to figure out looks. And I mean, Grayson was like three at the time. And, um, but I knew that I could just, I just, this wasn't how my life was going to stay forever. I just had to work through this time to get myself into a different spot. The struggle is real. The balance of feeling like not the greatest mom at those times was one of the things, but I wouldn't take it out at all because it's really taught my kids a huge lesson in what you want to do. You got to go after, you know? Yeah. You were their living example of tenacity and also resilience. Like that's how I think of you as well. And one of the words I would definitely describe you as because you were a really young mom. I mean, we were worrying about what to wear on Friday night and you had Julian and you were pregnant with Kayla at the time. I mean, this was your reality, but you know, it's interesting how you can look at that and people 
say dumb words come out of their mouths sometimes. And I'm guilty of it too. Like, I don't think they mean it in a cruel way. I really don't. I think people have the best of intentions and, you know, you just, you had this like almost like a, I look at you as like a, armor on. You had this resilience to you. You are always happy. And you may not have always felt that way, but you're one of the most consistent people I know in terms of energy. And I don't mean just like go, 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 but the energy you give to people, it's consistent. I don't know if I've ever actually seen you in a really bad mood. <laughs> and if you are, well, but if you are, you have this way of turning things around so quickly for yourself. And I have to believe that's just the journey and the path you've been on, but also who you were created to be. All of these lessons are so important for people to really absorb and learn from is, you know, it's not your circumstances. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's your mindset. Mm -hmm. You have a choice. You have a complete choice in life. I mean, I didn't grow up in a super um, easy lifestyle as well. Like I had my son young, but like my parents divorced when I was young and my dad was an alcoholic. There was like so many obstacles that we grew up with, but I have a choice and we all have this choice in life where you can either look at it and think of it that you know, your life really sucks and you're always going to live under that cloud. Or you can say, it is what it is. I'm just going to move past this. And I'm going to look at it more as a learning lesson instead of something that's going to hold me back. And it's just, it's like working out of the gym. If you want strong arms, you're going to keep going to the gym and work on your arms to make them stronger. If you want to think on more of the positive side, you just got to start thinking on the positive side. Like that's just the way of life. I can look at everything and think that the world is against me or I can say, wow, the road that I'm taking right now is extremely bumpy. <laughs> but I know that I'm going to get to the asphalt soon. It's going to be smooth soon. It's just interesting on how this takes you. And the coolest thing about that is um, you meet the coolest people and you learn some of the most incredible lessons of life during those times. Oh yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. You do. And I, I just feel like you're changing lives with the words that are coming out of your mouth right now. And I think there's so many people who just need that permission. And I love what you said. It's a choice. It's a choice to lean in on the negativity or it's a choice to what you just said, like dig in and find the positive and hang on. Even if it's like with a tight grip in the moment, just hang on to that and, and making that decision for yourself. Because I think confidence comes, in my opinion, self-confidence comes in doing things, even when you don't feel like it, because it builds trust in yourself and you go, oh my God, gosh, like I actually did that. Or, you know, yeah. I went and took this opportunity or risk. And even though, even if it worked out or it didn't, you built confidence in yourself because you were willing. And that's yeah. what leads to it. I think sometimes people want the confidence first. And what I'm hearing through your story as well is like, you didn't necessarily have the confidence right away, but you gained it because you were willing. It was just through some really crazy things that I decided to give a go at. And because I, I persevered through it, that's what slowly gave me my confidence. I think a lot of times, and I, I love that you brought this up before you were saying that I don't think people say mean things to you to bring you down, but I definitely know that those lower our confidence as well. And I don't think anybody ever said anything to me to be malicious or cruel or anything, but I, we all say things for people because we love them. And when we're talking about something that is out of, um, what we realize or that we're comfortable with, we can often talk people out of that situation because we're afraid for them to take a risk because we don't know what's going to happen, right? Because none of us live that risk. Right. So 
I think a lot of us at a young age, that's what we learn because we're taught, you know, don't touch the stove because it's going to burn your hand. Don't do this because you, you might get hurt. So as we grow up, we can't help it. Those are the, the people around in our life are going to do the exact same thing to you. And they don't necessarily mean it to be mean, but they're saying it to you because they don't want to see the risk and they don't want to see you get hurt, right? Because I had nothing to lose and I kept thinking that mentality in my head, that's the way that I went. I also turned at a young age as well. I know that I was a mother and this is what I, I hear a lot from other women as well or anybody who's a primary caregiver to children is we learn how to take care of everybody else in our life except us. And when I realized that I was getting that anxiety and I was uncomfortable in my job, I was doing well and I was making money and I was doing everything that I thought would make me happy, but it wasn't. And I realized that I lost my personal balance in life. And that balance was recognizing when is the proper time to give to everybody I love, like my children or my significant other at the time. And when was the time to give it to me. And as soon as I realized what that balance was and I needed to do more for me um, to make sure that they evened out, I was so much more successful personally and professionally. To pull away from your kids because you have to do a big project, like I was saying before, it's okay. It just means like after everything is done, I made sure that I had the best play day with Grayson. We did whatever. You know what I mean? And that was my balance. Because if I constantly live my life for everybody else, I realized I was putting myself on the back burner and I was just not happy. And I wasn't a really good person to be around. (laughs) This is like a beautiful conversation. I can't thank you enough for all the openness and the wisdom you're giving us right now, because I just think of how many moms, myself included, have felt so conflicted with having these goals on our hearts and like knowing we're made for these cool things and greatness and yet feel so torn because it's taking away from our kids. And I have dealt with that and walked through that, but I'll tell you right now, I am so strong in the foundation of me being a better mom when I am fulfilling the desires on my heart because I have more to give. I'm not stifling myself. And so many people use their kids as their excuse. I'm sorry. We just got to call it out, you know, like, yeah. It is. It is. Well, this is why, like, I mean, when we got connected and you were telling me what you were doing, just the fact that you want to make women iconic and like how to bring them out and like how much you're worth and all of these things are so like, I was like, I just touched into that so much. I connected with that so much because that has been such a struggle for so long. And I mean, this brings me into like, even just the next chapter of my life after being able to do the fashion week and uh, getting that experience from starting fashion week. And because it was sponsored by Redkin, that's when Redkin approached me and said, Hey, do you want to become a Redkin artist? And what that means is there's so many different beauty lines in our industry. And if this is the way that you want to go in hairstyling, you like contact a beauty line that you really like. And mine was Redkin. You can look at becoming one of their educators. So you go to salons and you start educating other salons on their, you know, whatever your talent, your skill set is. So this was another thing that I got into and they put me on their fast track program. And I just went bananas. Of course, 
teaching a salon was the most terrifying thing in the beginning of what I did. And like, this was another thing that I just pushed through. So I'm like, who am I to walk into somebody's salon and start telling them what they need to be doing when there could be people that have been doing hair a lot longer than me. But I stopped with that talk and I recognized that I'm not there saying that I'm better than anybody. What I'm there to talk and share with is that things that I know and that I've learned that maybe they haven't had the experience to be able to learn. And I want to teach them other ways of doing things. So once I just switched that mindset, I just went with it. And then, yeah, of course, the first couple of times of doing these classes were super nervous. Like I didn't sleep the night before because I was nervous about what I was going to do and like making sure that everything went well but I just pushed through it. And I think that with doing that, and I did really well with Redkin, that's when they started to get me to travel to other areas than just my own. So this is the first time I recognized somebody and that kind of prejudice against a woman who's traveling with kids. I still won't forget this. I was headed to Nova Scotia and I was part of a really great show that was called Carnival of Beauty. And it's like within our industry, it's this massive show. We do a ton of education, teaching other stuff that can go and see it and they see all the different products and all this kind of stuff. And I remember I posted something onto my social media. It was Facebook at the time. And someone's comment to me was, is your kids going with you? And uh, what are you doing with them? As if that was anybody's like, (laughs) as if that really mattered. But it threw me off because I recognized that all the pictures and everything that I post on my social media are clearly all smiling and happy. It's not the blood, sweat and tears that, you know, is really behind the scenes of like getting up early, bringing people to babysitters, pre-packing lunches or dinners or whatever I needed to do before I go. Of course, I'm not going to post that. I was just posting all the fluffy stuff of doing this kind of stuff. I started to get that more and more from people giving me a hard time thinking that I was like traveling all over the world and doing this stuff and partying it up and not caring about my family when in in fact, it was the opposite. So I felt like I had to overdo it and went the other extreme way. So I'm working really hard, but then I'm trying to mother really hard. So I'm trying to be the best at everything, get like, make sure that I have all the laundry taken care of and all the meals and all this kind of stuff. Now I'm burning the candle from both ends and I was really unhappy. And that's when I realized this is crazy. (laughs) Why are we so hard on each other for someone who wants to be successful? I really recognize how to not listen to those people, just keep pushing through with what I need to do. And you know what? Yeah, if I'm doing really well with my work, my mothering might be on the back burner at the moment, but I'm just going to do what I can to make sure that the balance is there, that my kids are happy. And if laundry is getting done in like two weeks from now, that's okay. No one's hurting or no one's going (laughs) to die from that. You know what I mean? If they have to order meals in while I'm away, then who cares? That's what they do. They're doing orders. Like I'm not showing my love because of like all the meals that I prepared and did two all-nighters while I'm trying to put things in the freezer. Like that's just crazy. For what? For people who are judging me and my position? No, like this is where I'm saying you got to really turn those kind of comments off. And that's the shield that you have to put up. And like Jen, you were saying, I'm always smiling because to me, I'm like, if I listen to that, I'd be a really super unhappy person. And I would always be worried about what everybody thought of me. And that is blinding. I just want to be somebody that you want to be around and I want to be around you too. So I would rather just be smiling and loving life and just enjoying it for what it is. And those people have a lesson to learn still. I'm not talking bad about anybody. It makes me sad for them that that's where their happiness lies is to kind of pick on other people's lives. Like I just don't think that that is a great thing to do. So why am I going to listen to it? 
you know? You're so right. And I, I have really had to process this as well. Cause I've had similar comments and I've, I've always thought of it. I've actually never described it this way. It just kind of came to me as you were talking, it's like a pendulum. And yeah. if the pendulum is swinging, which it should be, meaning you're living life, you're going to be swinging from one side to another. And in my experience, and I think we share this is sometimes you're swung really far to the work side because you're yeah. digging into a goal or you have like, I know you went to New York fashion week, like that's huge. So you're kind of swung way over to this side. It doesn't mean you don't think about the other side. It just means you're swung over here. But the nice thing is like the ebbs and flow of life, it swings back to the other side where sometimes we're really heavy into family mode and we're not digging into goals. So many people are seeking balance and I firmly believe there is no such thing. It means you're standing still because being with your children all the time is not necessarily balance. It may fulfill you. That's what your calling is. That's amazing. But there is more to you. And as yeah. women, I want to like lean into this stuff and have these conversations conversations. I'm, I'm like you, I'm not saying I'm right, but in my life, it is real and truth for me to be a gold digger, excuse the term, but that's kind of yeah. how I look at it. Really want to accomplish amazing, incredible things and impact in this world because I want to impact my family. At the end of the day, I think you and I both share this. It's really for them. Yes, there's a selfishness because we have desires on our heart, but ultimately ask any mom, you turn around and it's them that we're doing this for, to provide and to give them experiences and for them also to witness their mom doing things and maybe doing things that are uncomfortable because what better lesson could we give them? That's exactly like you hit the nail on the head right there. I 100% agree with that. And that's where I started to recognize. Now, what I've learned, I think a balanced life is to understand you're always going to be unbalanced. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like that's just like, yeah. that's just what it is. But I know what my triggers are. I can tell I'm unbalanced. I start getting weepy. Like I just want to be cuddled and I start getting weepy. And when I start, I have this certain feeling in me that I know that I'm just not giving whatever I'm doing at that time my all. So I know I'm unbalanced. And what I usually do is I stop for a minute. I kind of think to myself, okay, so where am I unbalanced in life? So like you said, if I'm like full on during New York Fashion Week, backstage, back-to-back -back shows, and I'm feeling a little bit sappy and weepy, I know my, um, my balance is because I'm missing my kids a lot. So what I'll do is I'll message them or text them and just set up something. Hey guys, you know, I'm missing you guys all so much. I hope you're all doing well. How about when I get back, let's all like do a movie night and some dinner or whatever. And just by setting that up completely changes everything for me because they recognize the fact that I'm missing them. I want them just to know that and it makes me feel better. And that is enough for me to make me back to a balanced spot because I already have something planned for when I get home. Oh, you're like speaking my love language right now. I'm, I'm so yeah. I didn't know, you know, we know each other so well. And I think before we started recording, I was telling you, like, I'm not sure where it's going to go. Cause I don't want to assume nobody knows you the way I know you. And I want to share yep. you in the fullest capacity. And the things that you are sharing right now, it's like a divine appointment for people listening in. I know it. I know you are giving that permission that sometimes as women, we feel we need, we shouldn't need it, but I think we mm -hmm. feel like we need it. And to know it's just, it's okay to miss your kids. And it's okay yep. when you're with your kids to miss the working mom aspects yep. of too. It's, it's just okay. It is. It is. But just like recognize in your body of like, when you start feeling your certain way, like I'm just saying how I feel when I know when I'm unbalanced, when you start recognizing that you're not feeling yourself, that's when you need to self-reflect and realize, 
okay, what do I need right now that will help me be better and feel better? I think that's super important. I get this question a lot and I love that we're talking about this because just within my industry, especially my industry is like dominantly female and a lot of them are wanting to start families or have families. They see what I do and they have no idea how I do it. And they're like, how do you, how do you manage this? And I'm like, the idea is that I don't really, (laughs) I mean, it might look like I have it all under control, but I don't. Each thing is a different thing that I go with because each job is going to be different. And I know what I need to do to make sure that everything is set into place. And the reason why I do this is because of this. If I sat at home and blamed everybody else for me not being able to do these opportunities, by missing it on an opportunity because I felt like I couldn't get my kids watched properly or what am I going to do with them? Or they're going to miss me too much or whatever. Or like, I'm a single mom, but like back when I was in a relationship, oh, you know, he might get mad at me or whatever. I'm putting so much of that on everybody else. It doesn't make me a happy person to be around because the resentment is so real. Mm -hmm. And if anybody says that they don't have it, it's like, no, you do. Hey, you hide behind that because you're a little bit scared about pushing yourself out there. But the resentment that happens over time is really awful. And you can't blame it on anybody else except yourself, you know? Oh, goosebumps. Um, yeah. 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 You're absolutely bang on and right. Because I think, well, I know what stirs in me. I get impatient. Yeah. I get really anxious. I have yeah. an unsettledness in my body when I'm not honoring my truths and honoring where I really want to dig in in that moment, whether home or work or whatever. And another thing too, Cindy, that I'd love to hear from you is as women, is we do the pendulum swings from one side to the other. And there isn't that middle ground because we're in momentum that we forget to fill our own cups and do things for ourselves. So yes, you know, chasing goals and opportunities and doing incredible things in our lives is so important. And yes, our children are number one sometimes we forget about ourselves. What are some things you do to gain energy and fill your cup? Oh, I love that you're bringing this up because this is so true. And I always think back to every time I get onto an airplane and they talk about if something happens, the mask is going to fall down and you have to put your mask on first before you can put on anybody else's. And I think as caregivers, we need to remember that because it is so key to what we do on a daily basis. Like we got to remember, we have to take care of ourselves first before we can take care of anybody. And that's clear as that sounds, it is so true because yeah, we can get irritable. Like everything that you were just saying is exactly what I feel. So when I come back from just say, uh, being away for, and doing like a massive job, if I know I'm going to come back and I'm going to be exhausted, why would I plan anything with anybody during that time? That's just that, like, it's the guilt is there, but I'm going to be an awful person to be around. If I need a total day of me coming back and seeing everybody, I have no problem taking that because I know the next day I am going to be the best person to be around. So not to say I don't walk in the door and I'm not like ignoring everybody and like, don't talk to me. That's different. But I might not be in a spot, jump into a mad game of Monopoly and like, because <laughs> I might not even hear what anybody's saying. Like When I right. tell you that I come back from these scenarios, they can be so demanding on my time that like, I'm just like mush. So I am not good for anybody. So what I need to do is be good for me. So when I walk in the door and I've just had that scenario, I give everybody love and kisses and I'm happy to see everybody. If we need to order in food for dinner, that's what I'm doing. But I'm letting everybody know, guys, I am super exhausted. I might need some time just in my room if it's reading or if it's like watching Netflix. It all depends on like what my scenario is. Mm -hmm. But I have no problem recharging my battery with that because I know in my heart that the next day I'm fine, you Mm -hmm. know? And then that's when I can get 
give them my all. You got to remember, we're all human. You can't wear yourself thin. And why should we feel guilty for taking time to ourselves? Like it doesn't make sense to me. I'm working through that still. I still carry that. So I'm so inspired by what you're saying right now because I can't say I've ever honored myself that way. And I travel a lot too. I love to travel. Like it's my jam. And I have always that guilt, you know, on the plane ride home, you're anticipating, okay, you know, I got to get everything tidied up. So when I get home, I can just be like all with my kids and I walk in the door and I don't have anything. I'm depleted and travel itself is physically tiring. I don't know if I've ever thought to say, you know what, give me this day just to rest and unwind and I'm all yours. And now that you've said that, that will be a new habit I put into my life because it isn't. It isn't. No, it isn't. (laughs) I am not good for anybody. (laughs) Like I said, I don't walk in the door and just ignore everybody. I come in, I know myself and how I'm going to be. So I walk in the door and like, Jen, I completely understand you because when you are on, like, this is what a lot of people don't understand. When you are working and you have that switch in the on position 24 seven, the whole time you are working. Cause like, I know you do stage work just like me. We're up, we're talking in front of thousands of people. You're off the stage. You're talking to thousands of people. Again, you're engaging because you know, your job is there to engage with everybody around you. You're educating, you're doing all this stuff. It is literally every ounce of my body that goes into these things. So when I come home, it's not because I don't want to be home or it's not because I don't love everybody. It's just because I love me first and I can only love me first before I love anybody else. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, guys, like I'm not a good person. They know, like these guys know my routine and I make sure to set myself up in that situation. So, I mean, this would probably be the best practice for you is you call everybody, you let them know of what your expectations are in coming home. You let them know like where you're at and what you really want to do. And then the next day is all theirs. I think when it's the surprise and everybody's jumping all over you and then that's when you're feeling guilty. And it's like a really awful emotion because you're feeling guilty, you're feeling exhausted, you're completely depleted. And then that's usually when we lash out to our significant other or anybody else that's in that room. And you just can't be that person that you want to be. And then you're feeling guilty even more because you're like, I know I'm awful right now. (laughs) Yeah, it's so true. It's just so enlightening because you lash out and then you've missed them, but then you're coming in the door and they're expecting that this big happy mom and they're going to be all present. And then when you lash out on them, not only is it really not a good feeling for us and we just kind of get on that shame guilt cycle, but it's not even nice for them. This is excellent. Like, honestly, this is a new habit for me, for sure. I'm going to take from this conversation. Yeah. Yeah, And like, and tell them like they'll probably be used to it. It's it's so great because if you're coming home and you let them know, hey guys, I'm gonna come in. I want to hear all about what you guys have been up to. You know, maybe I'll have like a cup of tea with you guys or whatever, whatever it is. Like I usually say glass of wine, but I'm just saying <laughs> they're not <laughs> drinking with me. That's I'm solo on that one. But I'm like, okay, I want to hear all about it. But then after that, it's my time. It's mummy's time. So I need a little time to just rest. And they and it's no hard feelings. Like I think we put so much pressure on ourselves. Like they're gonna be so devastated. But I, everybody knows you've had that one moment where you you go away for the first time from your kids and you're like the whole time you're missing them. You feel awful. You go home. You're like, it's like that scene from the movie where you're running and you pick them up and they're like, Hey, like they didn't, (laughs) they don't care. It's just, you just have to set it up. So there's no surprises. You set that up. It's fine. And then you, you set up what you're doing the next day. So they know that you've just walked in the door. You have like a, hey, let's chat about what you've been up to. You plop your bag down, you sit on the couch. You guys all have a little bit of moments. When I start realizing I'm tuning people out, that's when I know, okay, 
I'm going to go to my room. I'm going to just like take a shower. I'm going to relax. I want you guys to do your thing. But tomorrow morning, I'm all yours. And let's do A, B, and C tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. And you're actually teaching them through their your example too for them to care for themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So I feel like my kids have gotten a little bit of maybe not the best scenario because of the fact that, you know, I was young. Um, I didn't have everything set together. I wasn't like um, quote unquote married or had a house or had a like a stable job or whatever. So the best thing I can give them is just what I'm learning and growing. Like we're literally growing up together. So I wanted to teach them all of this because I'm still learning it as I go. And I've no problem letting them know that I don't know what I'm doing sometimes. (laughs) And if they can like talk to me about like, you know, what they're feeling, I think that's so great because we have so much learning from that. I have no problems being vulnerable to my kids. I am always there for them and I'm their backbone 100%. But as they've gotten older, I didn't do that when they were younger necessarily, but as they've gotten older, I have no problems letting them know, like, this is my situation. I'm really tired. You know, what can you do? But what I've recognized in them and what they start seeing is, A, they've learned empathy. They understand what hard work is all about. And then they've also seen how much we've struggled and grown with everything that I've done and like the passion that I've gone after in the hair industry. And they recognize what hard work is all about. It's really cool. That was like probably one of those things that I'm self-conscious about is the fact that my family isn't exactly in the situation of how I want it to be. My family's perfect. Let me just say that right off the bat. But what I'm meaning is it's not how I grew up and dreamt that how I wanted to have a family. Like my life ambition wasn't to be pregnant at 18 and that kind of stuff. And it's not because of me. I feel bad for them because I feel like I haven't given them the best that I could have. Right. So my mother recognizes that I'm really self-conscious about this and that I'm always worried that they'll be sad or they feel like they've missed out or maybe they won't grow up as well or whatever, whatever, these kind of things. So my mom went on this trip. Now she was coming back from this trip and um, she was coming straight to my house because she was going to babysit my daughter, Kayla, and uh, while I was doing Toronto Fashion Week because I was away for a week. So she goes on this trip and she was with this family. The family is married and their son came with them. And when their son came with them, he's older and all this kind of stuff. And during this whole trip, she's like, he treated his parents so awful. She goes, it was like the strangest thing because he wasn't that great to them. He wasn't really respectful. We'd go out for dinner. He didn't want to join us, but then he would call and say, bring me something else home. And like, they were doing all this, like running around. He was really disrespectful to my mom saying how like, you know, she shouldn't have the bigger room. You know, I should have it. Like just really strange things like this. And she goes, it threw me off completely because I've never seen this before. And she goes, and here, here's like, you know, a couple that do really amazing in their careers. They're really great. Um, they're really great parents. They're really great people. They're married. They have that stereotypical perfect life. And then they have this, this weird thing that was happening in their family. So she goes, so I drove back from that trip and I, she goes, I was so upset by it all. Cause I just wanted to speak up like how bad he was treating his parents and they didn't speak up for themselves. And like, there was just this really intense dynamic that was happening. And she drove back to my house and, um, you know, she got in late she went into my room and went to sleep and uh, she heard my daughter wake up and Kayla, I mean, at the time she's in high school. So she wasn't like little, little, but she's in high school. And um, so she woke up cause she heard Kayla walking around and she walked out of the, my bedroom and into the living room and she, there's Kayla sitting there and she's like, Nana, yeah, you're awake. How was your trip? And she goes, yeah, it was good. It was good. Even though my mom's still kind of raw about what she witnessed. And she goes, well, listen, I've saved my paychecks and I wanted to take you out for breakfast. And she's like, Cindy, I like had to go back into her room and I broke down and cried because she goes, 
all the things that you're insecure about has nothing to do with anything. You've raised kids in the best way you possibly can. And you don't need all of that stuff to think that they didn't have the perfect life. Here I was in the scenario and that child wouldn't have done that for his parents. And here they've seen you through the struggle. They've seen it, what it's like. They've seen how hard it is to work and everything. And those little things is so incredible. It doesn't matter your circumstance. It just matters the love and the intention that you give to them. It doesn't matter about the stuff you give them. You know what I mean? Ugh. But it's the life lessons you teach them along the way. And we both were crying. She's like, I just had to tell you that story. And I was like, I needed that 100%. It was awesome. Oh, you're awesome. You're awesome. That I'm so glad you actually shared that story. It's such a beautiful example of what we're paying attention to raising these kids. And you have done a bang up job and I get to see these kids now as young adults. And I know Grayson's got some time to go yet, but, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Julian yeah. just being those incredible young adults. And, you know, maybe that's a really great segue into talking about what you're doing with Duplantis Hair Official and kind of like wrapping it up and yeah. casting a vision for yourself. Like you've expanded. I mean, we could talk for hours because of the experiences you you've had, like you've just done so well for yourself You're getting on TV and being on the Marilyn Dennis show, which is all a really big deal. Like, and I don't want to kind of skim over those things because they're significant and wonderful. And I celebrate those things with you, but I, I think it's so neat to draw this story into where you are now with your kids. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Jen. I, uh, yeah, the Marilyn Dennis show is like another really big pinpoint in my career of like an amazing um, situation that happened during that time. And if you want, I can share it just super quickly. <laughs> yeah, sure. Go, please. I love um, hearing your stories. So please keep yeah, sharing. No, this was like, so after um, getting into fashion week and becoming a Riken artist and uh, during those times, I met um, another Riken artist that was working on the Marilyn Dennis show. And he had, he was leaving, he was moving to New York and they needed another hairstylist. So he made a list of hairstylists that he thought would be good for the position. And I was one of them. So when the show called me to ask me if I would go and audition, I was like, of course. Yeah. And like talk about butterflies and being nervous and being like, what, what the heck am I doing here? But I'm like, mm -hmm. same thing. I'm like, I have nothing to lose. I'm just going to go for it. I've been teaching a long time now. So I'm just going to go in talk about what I know and do everything. So after the audition, I totally got a time slot that we were going to go and do the segment. Like I said, the night before, couldn't sleep. I tried to get out of my head. I was like, I got this. I'm just going to go on, do my best. And this is back when they were live. So talk about <laughs> like nerve wracking, but they're also, it's not even like they can stop and like edit. This is a live show. So I'm like, I got this. All I can do is smile. Like worst case scenario, <laughs> I mess up. I just smile. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyways, go to the show. I hadn't even met Marilyn at that time. And um, because everything I was dealing with was with the segment producers and the makeovers that we were doing on that segment and getting everything ready, um, going to uh, the Much Music Station, if anybody knows what that is, that's like the old spot. It's like, um, that's where we go for the show. And it was really cool to walk in there because that just reminded me of a totally different time of my life and getting everybody ready in the green room. And right before you go onto the segment, you walk out of the back rooms and then you're going into the studio. So I'm just waiting for my time for them to to say, okay, Cindy, come on. Like when they're in commercial. Mm -hmm. So I'm there with my girls and I'm waiting to go on. And, uh, I'm like taking some deep breaths. I'm like, I got this, just stay calm. And in front of me, I look up and I was like, oh my gosh, that's Marilyn Dennis. Now this is going to be the first time I see her. And I swear to you, this is exactly what happened. I've never told her to this day. And I hope she listens to this because this was the biggest moment of my life. Oh. So there's Marilyn Dennis standing in front of me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there's Marilyn Dennis. Like I haven't even met her yet. I'm like, 
wow, my nerves now just like kind of hit my, <laughs> like gone up a notch, right? I'm like, this is so crazy. This is happening. This is happening. I'm like, okay, just stay cool, whatever. She turned around and looked at me. She put out her hand and she's like, Cindy Duplantis, I saw your pre-tape and it was fantastic. Everybody's been talking how great you are. Like, and she's like, I just have to mention, she is like a, an amazing person. So she shook my hand. Now I'm going to freeze this for one second. This is what happened. As soon as she said that, she shook my hand and I had this flashback. And I've only had this happen a couple times in my life. And this was a massive one. I instantly remembered this time in my life where I'm sitting on a couch and I'm pregnant with my son and I'm 18. And I was watching her on City Line. And she was mentioning how she was a single mom. And she had her son, Adam, and her struggles that she goes through and she does this show. And I remember thinking in my head, if she can do it, I can do that. Like, why is everybody saying my life is over? But like, here's a woman who's doing it and she's on this show. How does she get there? Like, there has to be a way. And I instantly thought of that. And in my head, I heard this voice exactly saying, you did it. Mm -hmm. And I like just talking about it brings tears to my eyes because when she turned and she shook my hand was when I remembered all of that. And mm -hmm. at that moment, I was like, if I never do this show again, I am so like, I am content. This yeah. was, I did it. I, I got to where I, I really thought I could be. Oh. So that's when I recognize and I realize, like anytime you self-doubt, like you think of anything, you have so much more to lose without pushing yourself forward. Like that was a huge confidence boost. And that was a life-changing moment to me. To this day, I don't even know if she knows that story, but it is honestly, it is huge for me. And from there, I, it was like sky's the limit. So moving forward, talking about Duplantis Hair Official, that's just like another piece of icing on the cake with yeah. everything that I've done and working on the Marilyn Dennis show. And, um, Fashion Week and working with Redkin and now being the ambassador for Chatters and working with other different um, brands. And I realized thinking um, differently outside of just being a stylist, I wanted to think about now that I've worked so hard and I'm bringing up my own personal brand, essentially, what can I do with that and how can I grow from there? And accessories just seemed like the best way to go because it goes with any brand. It goes with any hairstyling like company that you can possibly think of. It can instantly make one style go from like not feeling the greatest and you just add that little bit of something to your hairstyle and it just amps it up more. And that's always been what I've been about. It's never, my hairstyling doesn't mean that you have to spend like, three hours to look good before you go out. It's about how to find those great things, how to make yourself look good in the most minimal amount of time is the best way of doing things because I, I strongly believe it's not the quantity of time, it's the quality that you do. And if you can manage and like practice that doing your hair, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that it doesn't look good if you've only spent five minutes. And I think that an accessory was a great way to kind of throw in there to make yourself good. If I heard about mom hair once again in my life, mm -hmm. like I will, <laughs> I will be so upset because I never wanted to be that person. Maybe that's why you always saw me and I was always put together and everything. I just, I just think that all of us don't deserve to put ourselves on the back burner, not to look our best. Like I said, it doesn't mean we have to take three years to do that or, <laughs> or three hours. It just means that we got to find our special tweaks of how we can look great and just feel great. So that's why accessories just made sense. And it made sense. I really wanted to do this with my daughter because she was finished school. She went to the school of the arts and she's phenomenal. She's so talented at everything she does. And she has like the best personality 
and she uh, she was just struggling with what to get into school. So I wasn't going to tell her exactly what she needed to do because I think strongly she needs to figure it out, but she just needs to follow along a passion that she likes. And then that's when it kind of all opens up, just like with me getting into hair. I didn't know that there was the Contessas or there was the way of getting into Fashion Week or there was a way of doing the Marilyn Dennis show. I had no idea that that was a possibility. In fact, if anybody told me that in the beginning, it probably would have scared me so much I wouldn't have pursued it. I just stuck to my guns of what I'm really interested in, what I like doing. I just felt like once you trust that process, it's just going to open up for you. Like I said in the beginning, the universe is only going to give you what you need. It's not going to give you what you want until you're ready. Mm -hmm. So I said to her, I was like, this is an idea. And we jumped into business together and basically didn't know exactly how to do it and just figured it out together as we went along. And now she's running to plan as hair official with me. And it has been amazing. And she's grown so much. Like it's, it's incredible to me. I mean, you'll have to do a podcast on her. (laughs) I do. I want to do one with her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's incredible because what I've taught her is that, yeah, I want her to go back to school and like go after, but I want her to like go after what she's truly interested in and not just to do it because she feels the need. And I'll tell you, I even got prejudice of that as a mother being able to just sit back. Cause I, I mean, I had some people going like, don't you want her to go to school? I'm like, yeah, when she's ready, Caleb by far is a school kid. Like she definitely wants to be in school, but it was the same for her when she entered into it and it wasn't something that she was interested. So she backed out of it and then she just needs to figure out her route. So I was like, why not try something like this? You can kind of see from those aspects of the things that you enjoy. And then that's when you can go after it. And I'll let you open up to meeting so many different people. I mean, she's come backstage during fashion week, doing some photography. So she's really had her networking opened up for her. Not only this with Kayla, I never talked about this, but my oldest son is on the spectrum. So he has autism. I really thought it would be cool to get both of them involved in a way where he can start seeing at the idea of putting the numbers together. What's our quantities? What would be in our warehouse? Like when we get to that point, how to pick these products and how to put it together. So it's really cool for him to see it from that aspect as well. It's kind of nice to have this all like kind of twirled together as a family, like a little, little project. It's been really awesome. It is awesome. And I am a huge fan of all of your hair accessories. I have been buying them (laughs) as gifts and sporting them as much as I can. I sometimes feel like, oh my goodness, I hope my hair is worthy of these beautiful accessories. Cause I certainly am one of those people who doesn't have a knack for those types of things. So Thankfully, I have you to cut my hair in a way that <laughs> looks done and professional. But uh, I, I didn't know Julian was a part of it. That's amazing. So it's like a all three of you. And Gray is amazing at um, doing art and adding her flair too at her young young age. Well, Grayson does definitely pipe up about this. Now she makes me laugh because when she talks about me to other people, she like kills me because you know she could care less that I've been on like I'll you know I'm on the Marilyn Dennis show as one of their hair experts or that I travel the world and do teaching or anything like that. She could care less. What she thinks is so cool is that I have a website that has hair accessories on it. (laughs) So she's like, she's my biggest critic because she goes on there and she'll let me know that that special line shouldn't be just for um, the holidays. I think you need to bring that on and have it all the time. Like she literally critiques what is on there and she is on top of it. It is so funny. But what like what a cool thing to teach her at such a young age. Like when I tell you, I had no idea on how to start up a website or like a shopping platform. Like I literally had no idea and we didn't pay anybody to do this. It was like, Kayla and I just hunkered down and we're like, we have to figure this out. And it was just asking a ton of questions, asking people who have done it, you know, just pairing up with understanding on how the business works. Like this is completely out of my realm, but I just figured I'm like, if other people can do this, why can't we? 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. And that's, that's that resilience, that warrior in you, that tenacious person. I know you just get things done and look what's happening. The ripple effect has happened through your kids. And not only are you showing them, but you're now watching it unfold in their young, well, I want to say young lives. I guess they're not so young anymore, but you know, young adult lives. I just think that's so cool. It's like a mirror image of the things they've watched you do and they just do it with their own flair and their own way. But I don't know. I see so, so many similarities at the same time with that reflection of who you are as their mom. And I just, I'm so grateful they have you because you're an excellent mom and you are an excellent friend. You are, and you're excellent at what you do and all of the rewards and recognition you deserve. And you deserve even more Cindy, because you are truly one of the most inspiring deep. I've loved this conversation. I feel like I've even connected more with you in the heart today because it's wisdom. Yeah. You just have this way of, of sharing and being open. But with this, like I've said a couple of times in this interview, like with this positivity all the time, it's yeah, this happened, but you, you keep referring back to the positive and there's no doubt you're going to be so successful. I know this is just skimming the surface and to plant is hair official. I can't wait to see where that goes because guys, if you love hair accessories or you like always wanted to have fun with hair accessories, but weren't really sure how to wear them or what was appropriate. I'll tell you right now, there's, you can't do wrong with these. (laughs) It's so true. I love them. And as a family, my two girls wear them. Like we just were a huge Yeah. So where are you going? Tell me, tell me what to look forward to in the next year, five years. What are we going to see? Ooh, I don't know. That's the exciting part. I mean, just a little bit of Duplantis Hair Official for everybody out there. When you check it out, we wanted to set up a platform that it was like all age groups. We're not like looking at one demographic. I wanted to look at, that's why I love that Kayla and I are doing this together because I have her early twenties to my early forties and on. Like I just want it to be huge. But with that, I wanted to make a platform to help and invite other ladies who wants to show how they're doing their hair. And if they want to share that with us, we love reposting because I think it's so cool. Why not share our little like secrets of how we do our styles with each other? And I just think that's such a cool like platform to be able to have to share with each other of how to make ourselves look beautiful. I think that's just awesome. Where I would love for it to go is obviously expands. Like I would love it to go even further, you know, maybe not just like on the website itself, like getting out there. I know we're in a couple salons right now, but even further. And I would just love to grow that platform. So it's not just a hair accessory. We're sitting at a time of, especially with women right now, we're not in competition with each other anymore. This is all about how we can bring each other up. This is why I love when we talk to each other. Cause like, even if I tried my hardest and did every single thing you're doing, Jen, I could never be you. And it's like the vice versa. You could never be me if you try to do every single thing. Cause we're just two different people. And once we recognize that amongst each other, that competition just gets dropped. And why not bring each other up to make each other feel beautiful, to make each other feel powerful. And like, because it's not, not, there's there's a spot in this world for all of us to be successful. And that's why I just thought it'd be such a cool platform to just like help each other and how to make each other feel beautiful on a day-to-day. I know that hair is just hair. And I mean, feeling beautiful comes from so many other spots, but if it just helps you start in that motion, I mean, we all know we all feel a million times better with a good hair day. (laughs) (laughs) And that's that's the day I come to see you. I feel like, oh my goodness, I can never do what you do. You just are magic. But yeah, it's true. It's true. So listen, I'm going to ask you a question. I ask all the people I interview and I feel like it's just a juicy one. So I'm excited for an answer. How is Cindy going to be iconic today? Ooh, 
today, tackling some of the things that I've been putting on uh, the procrastination list. <laughs> I know I have a lot of content I need to shoot, so I'll probably be doing that after this phone call. Iconic is about being productive to me, but also like reaching out and making connections with others and just checking in to make sure everybody's in a good spot. So I think that would be definitely something that I want to do today for sure. I love that answer. That's the first time I've had that answer. I love it. Oh yeah. Nice. And I love you. <laughs> yeah, it is. I love, I love you. you more. Oh my gosh. I miss <laughs> you so much. <laughs> you no me, idea. Too. <laughs> me too. Me too. And what a gift. I, I, I cannot wait for this podcast to get out to people. And there's so many lessons. It's one of those podcasts people need to listen to over and over and over again. And Cindy, you are a gift. I am so grateful you walked down a path and had that confidence in yourself, even when you didn't fully feel it. And that we get to see this beautiful and you have tattoos of butterflies, but I feel like that with you, like this beautiful butterfly unfold. And I just know it's, we're skimming the surface. There's way more to come. So thank you for your time today and all your wisdom. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. Like I am so honored that you invited me onto this today. And I think everything that you were doing is so amazing. Like I, I can't even like, that's why when we got into um, talking again and reconnecting again after our long time and we were both like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? Oh my gosh, what are you doing? Like it just was, it just connected right away because everything that I've been feeling in my gut is exactly what you're doing. And I think that the world is so blessed to have you here to just like empower women and to really see what their worth is. And I know that's what you've done for me a hundred percent. Oh, that is beautiful. Thank you so much. No, okay, thank you. So now I got all teary <laughs> <laughs> And we're not even drinking wine. <laughs> I know we should have. Oh, yeah. friends, you got to go reach out to Cindy. Go follow her. Her hair tutorials are amazing. Go get some of her hair accessories. Make sure to tag her and Kayla and Julian um, at uh, Duplantis Hair Official. They will repost you. And one of the things I can tell you all is Cindy is very generous with her networking. She will do that for you. She appreciates Well, yeah, you're so good. So thank you again for your time. I cannot wait to see where you go. And I know this is just the beginning of a conversation of many between you and I. So thanks for sharing today. Oh, thank you, Jen. I'm sending you so much love and kisses. You too. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you know how grateful I am. My heart is here to serve and build a beautiful community. And in that, I do want to mention something that's very important and exciting. I have a new freebie over at the website, okay? So our website is jenspiegel.com. Shoot over there, pick up your new freebie. It is a 14-day launch strategy. This launch strategy has been used by hundreds of people, and I'll let you know a hundred times over, it has been uber successful because it is very succinct, concrete, and systematic on how to get out your new program, your new podcast. Maybe you're launching a new business. It does not matter matter what it is. Any launch needs a strategy. And so I am giving this to you for free. Shoot over to the website, download it. I promise you it will make the world of difference in terms of sales, promotion, engagement, excitement over that next launch you have. I'm so excited to gift it to you because I only ever gave this to my VIP clients, but I knew it was just another way I could give back to this beautiful community we're building. So let me know what you think of it. Please, if you feel so inclined, leave a review today, shoot me off a message in the DM, share the podcast. It is the best way to continue building this community of beautiful people. And I just want to wish you a great day. But in fact, icons, why don't we go make it a great day? Mwah.